Hey everyone, we're back with Four Winds in June. It's a nice Tuesday here in Utah. Sun's out, and there's no snow on the ground right now. And hey, don't jinx it. We're ready to get back to it. Yeah, it's a beautiful weather. It's it's March, almost April. Honestly, crazy that there's still snow out here. For those of you not living in Utah, you're welcome. Like we're taking the snow for you this year, but hopefully we get some good weather and get outside and start hooping outside some more. It'd be nice. That's true. Outside summer hoops are, is where it's at for it's sure. Coming the summer runs. And then you can just go to the pool after. Oh yeah, then pool basketball too. Oh, that that gets that gets dangerous. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's the prime right there. But we want to start off with some uh, good news for the Cavs. First time since LeBron uh, in 1998. It's the first time since the Cavs has made it to the so, playoffs. Yeah. So congratulations, Cavs fans. You guys finally made it past the LeBron era. You guys have a really good team. You guys built it really well. Um, great trade this offseason. Get Donovan Mitchell paid off for you guys. Um, so hopefully you guys can maybe even push it the Sixers for the third seed. That would be pretty fun. Love to see that. Um, so excited to watch you guys in the playoffs. It's going to be a, a party. You guys are a fun team. Yeah, and in retrospect, you know, when LeBron goes to teams after he leaves them, he kind of just ruins them. And in retrospect, they didn't really take too long to, you know, rebuild. Yeah, he left in, what, 2019? So it took four years. Like, that's back. not bad. Yeah. Had really good job drafting these last couple of years, and with the Donnie trade, it's all worked out. Yeah, I think it uh, definitely was faster than the Heat, for sure, I think. Yeah, the Heat was an interesting one because they just did such a different rebuild than everyone else mm-hmm. because they worked through the undrafted players and found gems through there. And then, obviously, Jimmy Butler came in and kind of did the did the thing. So it's kind of different than most teams take. For sure. But speaking of LeBron, uh, he returned to, to play against the – who was it? I forget. It was against, it was against the Bulls. Bulls? Yeah. Okay, yeah. The Patrick Be- Beverly long-awaited return. Yep. LeBron apparently – uh, doctors said that he should have season-ending surgery mm-hmm. until he saw the LeBron James of feet. That's a direct quote from LeBron James. He said it. He's not narcissistic at all. Um, but, yeah, he had a, apparently had a torn tendon in his foot, which is causing some people to kind of be like, do you really have the injury or kind of like what's going on? Because the torn tendon can take up to 12 weeks to heal, and he's only up three. So, like, unless his doctor's, like, pumping in full of steroids or something, like – we don't really know what the situation is with his foot or how he's able to play or if he's just lying because he didn't want to play because he thought the season was gone because they sucked and now they're good so he's coming back it's just it's it's kind of interesting to see uh, what what are your thoughts do you think it's a real injury yeah or? it's a little shady uh i saw something where he said after his game he was like yeah the doctor said that nobody's ever healed this fast or whatever and i'm like yeah just keep tooting your own horn right like yeah. oh yeah it's just the past with LeBron, it's just been the same story. Like in the finals, he like punched the whiteboard after game one. Didn't say that he had an injury until they lost the finals. He said, yeah, I was playing through a broken hand because I punched the whiteboard. It's kind of convenient. Yeah. Like you were able to play through it and you didn't mention it until you lost. You're like, oh, well, here's an excuse. Exactly. And then like in that play-in against the Warriors, he like got three rims. in the eye. And, oh, yeah, I saw three ribs, so I just shot for the middle or one. the uh, infamous cramps against the Mavs in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's just kind of convenient, LeBron. The like, story keeps going. And you're one of the greatest ever, but the injuries in your career are kind of... Kind of sus. Uh, suspicious. It's kind of like he's always trying to be like MJ or someone, you know, like mm-hmm. with the flu game. Maybe, maybe. Know, maybe. 
But yeah. anyway, he so, returned and they lost. Yeah, we want to talk about the winners here. And the winner was Patrick Beverly, who called a shot earlier. He said, when he signed with Chicago, he said, my goal is to eliminate the Lakers from the playoffs. And he did his job by beating the Lakers. And in one of the most iconic photos ever taken was happening in this game when LeBron and Patrick Beverly hit kind of like a, a post spin, a little, a little hook shot over LeBron. He hit the too small. And then the reporter got a beautiful photo of LeBron in, in front of him. And it's just amazing. Uh, MJ would never let a role player do that to him. For That's sure. all I'm saying. For sure. He said too small, and he was on that he play. He was, at least. definitely. So, Pat Bev, he put his money where his mouth is. He said, I want to knock them out of the playoffs. And they won that game. I don't know. They have another game, right? Is it t- the Lakers? Yeah, I think they have yeah, another they have game, game against they have the, game tonight. Yeah. the Bulls. So, we'll see um, tonight what happens there. But we also want to talk about Pat Bev. Corey brought this to my attention uh, on the Twitter. He partnered with Charmin Ultrasoft Toilet Paper. <laughs> Pretty funny. I didn't know. They that. played tomorrow, not tonight, by the way. Next next night. So, yeah. sorry. False advertising. But uh, Charmin, his new advertiser is Pat Beverly, I guess. Yeah. Pat Bev tweets out a picture of him in his car. And he's like, hey, pulling up to L.A. Uh, Got to stay strong or whatever. It was Charmin. And then Charmin, after the game, tweeted out some pictures of Pat Bev on the on the cover of Charmin. It says, too soft or too strong. So a little shot of the Lakers for being – because Pat Bev has been pretty vocal about um, how he didn't like the experience of the Lakers organization, how they kind of mishandled him and treated other people badly, which is pretty obvious to see how a lot of people are complaining about the Lakers organization and Lakers fan base as well. Yeah. I, I mean – Pat Bev is always Pat Bev. He's always going to bring some spice to the table. But it's it's pretty fun right now down the stretch to, yeah. just to see the hype that he got. And he's one of those players that got it through the mud. You know, he worked hard. He went yeah. different places. He went go- overseas, went to the G League, played yeah. on the, a bunch of different teams until he finally found his footing. So he's worked hard. So it's one of those guys you have to respect even though you hate. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Draymond's the same situation, I'd say. But anyway – we want to also highlight Jalen Brown. He scored 40, you know, against the Spurs. Still impressive, scoring 40 points. And I, like, from what I saw. It was a very efficient 40. Yeah. Like, he was only, like, two for 10 from three. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't three-pointers. He made, like, 16 baskets in the paint. He was doing the mid-range. He was he was just dominant, especially with Jason Tatum out that night. They needed every point from him. For sure. And I like what he said. Uh, you just come out every day and do my job. That's all I'm focused on. So, yeah, this is a question and response to the Celtics crowd gave him a standing ovation when he checked out. And so uh, in light of recent comments where Jalen Brown was kind of wishy-washy about committing to uh, Boston in his future, they asked him about the standing ovation, and he was just like, yeah, I just do my job, which everyone's like freaking out. It's like, oh, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. I'm like, hey, that's just who Jalen Brown is. He's kind of just a stoic dude. He's kind of just calm. He's kind of just chill. Like he just does his own thing. He doesn't do the same thing as everyone else. He beats his own drum. So, like, that's just who he is. I don't think he was calling out the Boston fans saying, like, oh, I'm not appreciative of you. It's just who he is. Like, he's yeah. just chill. If you were to say, like, at, at that, like, yeah, I love Boston or whatever, like, then it's just adding speculation, you know, the other way. Like, oh, I'm going to stay with Boston. Or if he says something else, yeah, like, oh, he's not going to stay with Boston. Yeah. But this is just, like. You know, just straight down the fairway. Yeah. I'm just doing my job. That's what I hear. Just yeah. and get the buckets. thing that's different from the Kyrie situation, which all the Celtics fans are kind of like paranoid about, is when Kyrie went in his little funk and he's saying all these weird quotes. 
Kyrie was playing some pretty bad basketball. Like during the playoffs, he kind of disappeared against the Bucks. Whereas Jalen Brown is playing the best basketball of his career. He was just named Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week, averaging like 32 points a game and leading the Celtics to a three and zero record. So like he's playing the best basketball of his career. I think this is more Jalen Brown is locked in right now for the playoffs. Then he's thinking about, oh, where am I going to go next year? Or, I want to leave Boston. I think he's honestly just thinking about who am I going to have to run through to get my, my ring? He wants that banner. That's all he wants. That's, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, for sure. I get that same vibe. And he's been there last year, so you know what it takes to get there. Yeah, and he wants it. That's everyone's focus right now. It should be that. It shouldn't yeah. be, you know, where am I going next year? Like, we, I, Of course, as spectators, we're always wondering the future. But for players, they're focused on, you know, right here, right now, what do we have to do yeah. to get there? Uh, we also want to talk about last night, C.J. McCollum basically ended the Blazers' season he last night. He demolished them. He absolutely annihilated them. It was not even close. The Pelicans without Zion just cooked the Blazers. Now, the Blazers didn't have Dame. Dame, sadly, has been shut down for the year. Um, having a great year. He'll be an all-NBA team player for sure. Um, won the three-point contest. So a great year at his age, show you can still produce. But it just sucks, man. Like, not being able to see the Blazers do well, it just stinks. Like, they're one of those teams that you root for because they're they're just a likable team. They're a likable team, and Dame's a likable player. Like, he goes off, he you know puts on a show every time he's out there. So it will be sad not to see him in the playoffs, uh, not to see him the rest of the season. Yeah. But hopefully next season they can make some moves. Well, that's the question is, like, you know, do you think you're ever going to see Dame in a Blazers uniform again? That's true. Is this the year both sides kind of look at each other and say, hey, this is a good run? I mean, personally, I think we would all love to see it. Like, we understand Dra- that uh, Damian Lillard, yeah, that he wants to show his loyalty to Portland and everything, but he's already done that. Yeah, and it's the age-old saying, like, if you love something, let him go. So, like, at some point, you have to let the Blazers go and understand, hey, those assets they'll get back in return for my talent is going to be worth more than me spending the rest of my career here. Yeah. So, like, it sucks, but sometimes it's the best option for both sides. For both sides, exactly. And, you know, he talks about not winning rings and stuff, so maybe that will change. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be for a ring. Just give him to a situation where he's better fit to compete because right now it's just kind of like – the team is built towards a rebuild, but Dame is built towards winning. So, like, you don't want them to clash like that. Yeah. Like, you just yeah. want to be all in on one thing rather than the other. Mm-hmm. So, For sure. Knowing this, Dame will probably still be on the Blazers next year, though. It's how it works. But I would love to see him have a chance to kind of compete and for the Blazers to kind of hit that reset and hopefully be back in a couple of years. Yeah. And speaking of one of their, like, reset players, Shaden Sharp, he's been playing well without Damian Lillard. We already know they have – and Fernie Cinnamons, a great player. So the future is bright for the the Trailblazers. And, yeah, if they trade Dame away, it's yeah. going to be even brighter. So. Yeah, Shaden Sharp has been dominating lately. He's uh, dominated each and every game he's played in, averaging 22-6-2 and two in the last four games. So got to give the flowers to him. He's really showing up, um, showing out right now. So hopefully the that's a bright spot for the Blazers right now as it kind of seems a little bleak. Yeah. Speaking of another star – Embiid, the Sixers were in uh, Denver yesterday. Yeah, the MVP matchup that would have been. And someone didn't play. Yeah, I actually didn't know this until I saw a clip of the fans holding up the, the missing poster. Do you see that? No. Some fans in Denver made their own like custom like missing poster for Embiid, and it said, like, 
missing since 2019. I was like, there's no shot. He hasn't played in Denver since 2019, but he hasn't. Hmm. He has not played Jokic on his home court since 2019. That was before any of the MVPs. Giannis was the MVP back then. So, like, it's kind of suspect there, Embiid, that you keep ducking. Even uh, Embiid's biggest fan, Kendrick Perkins, called him out. So That's true. Maybe and, the narrative shifting. And he, you know, took that personally, quote, against Draymond when Draymond said that Jokic was the best player he's ever yeah, had yeah, to guard. Yeah, yeah. And then Embiid shows out, but then you don't show out against the actual yeah. player. Like, your job is to defend him. Your thing is like, oh, I'm better defender than Jokic. That's why I should be MVP. But then you don't even get guard him. Like, you can't say all these things and not back it up. For sure. Like, Embiid, you had a real chance of winning MVP, but sitting out last night may have just cost you the MVP. Honestly. And the betting odds show it. Like, Jokic and Embiid are tied again. Embiid was kind of pulling away, and all of a sudden, Vegas shifts it back. So, maybe a change of a narrative again. Yes, that that is interesting. Uh, I told, Like, we're on the same page on that one. He should have played. Like, come on. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a marquee match. Two MVPs, like, yeah. You play those games. Speaking of which, uh, for some reason, Kendrick Perkins has an MVP vote. Don't know who gave it to him. Don't know why he has one. But if Embiid wins MVP, we need to. We just hand them out to anyone now. Yeah. Uh, we can that's, talk about that another Yeah, episode. that's a whole other thing to talk about. MVP, how it's, you know, calculated and who gets to vote for. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, anyway, we'll keep moving on. The Mavericks finally got a win after losing back-to-back to games to the Hornets. Ugly. That is, like, the worst thing that could have happened to them. Yeah. And it happened. And they were able to bounce back against the Pacers. But where where do the Mavericks sit right now? Where, where are we, we feeling with them? See, right now the Mavericks, they're in an interesting situation because they have two of the top 20 players in the league. Maybe two of the top 15, depending on where you put Kyrie Irving. But you have one of the top five players, Luka Doncic. And so they have the pieces where they're like, hey, we just need to put together a semi-competent roster around them and we can win games. The problem is they did not put together a semi-competent roster. The roster just isn't good. And they're kind of running out of ways to improve it because Luka Doncic has a massive extension. Kyrie Irving is a free agent. So like you either re-sign him or you just lose him for basically nothing. Like... There's not much you can get in return. Uh, maybe you can do a sign trade with the Lakers, but it sounds like they're happy with D'Lo now. And so it's just like, what, what do the Mavericks do at this point to improve the roster? Yeah, I feel like it was a big you know, risk for sure because you had all everyone saying like, oh, you need to get Luka another star. He needs help, right? And then they did it. They got L- Kyrie, but then at that point you're risking you know, what Kyrie brings and everything like yeah. that. And at the end of the season – you don't have that much time to figure out. We were talking about that before. Like, oh, we thought these close games at the end of the games would help the Mavericks, you know, out now. Yeah. But you know, you're, we're getting to the close two two more weeks left of the yeah. season, and they're what barely in the play-in right they're now. They're out of the play. They're out in the play-in yeah. still. So I don't know. Like we talk about Luca when he said he used to have fun and smiling on the court, and now he's not. I did see his post on Instagram yesterday. It was him smiling and with a little smile emoji. So yeah. I hope he's happier. But one thing I did notice from their game is that JaVel McGee played. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a he's a key contributor. We know he's won rings. Yeah, I'm a big fan of JaVel McGee. I was on the podcast at the trade deadline saying I wanted the Celtics to trade for JaVel McGee. 
I don't think he's as washed as everyone says he is. So that's a that's a good point to point out. I think the Mavericks have a roster where they can go out and win some series in the playoffs. They just need to make it there. And the danger of falling out of the playoffs is they don't even have their own pick this year. It's top 10 protected, but if it's below top 10, it goes to the Knicks from the Przingis trade in 2018 or 2019. Yikes. That was a millennia ago in NBA terms. And they're still giving the picks to the Knicks. So the the Mavericks, they don't got a lot of assets to work with. Um, if Luka really is unhappy with ownership, maybe he would even request a trade. We're both a pine protesting for the Nuggets to make a trade for the Lukic, uh, Luka because Luka and Jokic would be an elite duo. We know we um, want to see that. It would be amazing. But I, it's just it's hard to watch, you know? Yeah. Like they should be so good, so much fun to watch, but they're just not. And speaking of last year, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And yeah. A lot of that had to do with Jalen Brunson. I want to talk about him just a little bit because apparently I saw something where the Mavericks didn't talk to Jalen Brunson uh, and Jalen Brunson would have accepted the four-year $55 million from the Mavericks, but they didn't talk to him at, when, like, they, at, when he asked. They just kind of went silent apparently. And so according to that report, Jalen Brunson would have signed. So I don't know, See, I don't know just, if it's true. That just feels like it's kicking the, the Maswell down. But if it, if it is. That, that doesn't make any sense because he agreed to the next deal before the, the it was even legal to agree to a deal. That's why it was announced beforehand. That's why the Knicks got fined. They got, uh, I'm pretty sure they lost a second round pick because of tampering. So like things that we know actually happened point more towards he didn't even get the Mavericks a chance. And Mark Cuban's been on record saying, uh, yeah, that's bull crap because we didn't get a chance to uh, even offer him something. For sure. So, like, it could be true that maybe Jalen Brunson was like, hey, like, I'll give you a chance and re-sign me, and then a minute later go sign with the Knicks. Be like, oh, I'll give you a chance. Like, but I don't know if it was then or if it was, like, during the season, Yeah, like a contract extension. Can you do that during the season? Um, some players you like can, you, yeah. So maybe it was that? Maybe it was, like, the year before as well. Because it was it was four four years fifty million. It probably would have been like the year before before his breakout year. But and anyway, yeah. If it was at all during last year, like any time this season, because he was playing good during yeah. the regular season, you signed him. Yeah, it's the hard part, like with with players seeking extensions because they're risking either they can make a lot more money if they wait, or they can lose more money. Mm-hmm. Like take the Celtics for example, Jalen Brown right now. If he signed the extension this last offseason when he was eligible for it, he would have lost out a ton of money because he's probably going to make an all-NBA team this year. And that skyrocketed from a max deal to a super max. And then there's Grant Williams, who was trying to give $20 million a year annually, and he hasn't played very well. So he's probably not going to get $20 million right now. So it's that kind of risk that, that players and organizations take where, like, hey, if we wait a year, we could get more, or we could risk it, and we could lose more. So, like, that's it's true. hard to like look back and be like, "Oh, you should have resigned him sooner," because you don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one more thing about the Mavericks, I want to talk just a little bit about their trade with Kyrie and what they gave up. Of course, they gave up Dinwiddie and some other people, but the one that stands out to me is Finney Smith because he was their best defender for the for the wing position, and he could stretch the floor and hit you know threes sometimes. Yeah, and so I think that's that is a key piece in today's NBA. Because you talk about wing scorers, wing players. You have like Tatum, obviously like Durant, LeBron, Kawhi, Kawhi, LeBron, Paul George. Paul George. It's 
like Jalen Brown, it's a prime Wiggins. It's a prime position. Rest in peace. Like you need that player on your team. Yeah, it's essential. And so for them to lose that, I think that really took a huge hit. That more than we realize. Yeah, I don't think they were able to fill that void very well. Um, so that's they definitely need to look at the free agent market, maybe make some trades, um, see what happens. But it's not looking good. But you want to know a fun fact? You brought up uh, Spencer Dimwitty. Did you know that Spencer Dimwitty, uh, Cam Johnson, and Malik Bridges have already played more minutes together than Kevin Durant, no. Kyrie Irving, and James Harden? No on way. The Nets. That is hilarious. They've been on the Nets for like a month, <laughs> and they've already played together more than the big three that was supposed to be a dynasty. So I saw that today, and I <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. <laughs> that is too good. Oh. Uh, the gang, the gang. They didn't hey, play they're much. looking better too. They're looking saucy out there. Malik Bridges is a beast. No, they're the Brooklyn Mikhail Bridges. Bridges. Mikhail. Brooklyn Bridges is something else, I'll tell yeah. you. He's a beast. Big fan. But I think that's going to do it for our you know discussions, what's happening in the league. So let's go straight to our betting. I came back again, got, got a dub. We're on a little magic number, 6-9. So... <laughs> That's where we stand. Six for Dano, nine for Corey. We're tied with four games, so it's brutal, brutal loss. I had him in the first half. I was up 3-1, and I choked it. So I, I'll get back next this week. I'll get back this week. For sure. So we'll start them off. I guess I. it's my honors. We have the Celtics at the Wizards, and the Celtics are favored at 11 and a half. I don't know if they're fully healthy. Yeah, uh, the only person that might be is Grant Williams. He's sick. So, so that's he's probable. We could see a blowout. Last time the Celtics had a high spread, they they got it. So, mm-hmm. do I be nice? I'll give it to you this time. Wow! I'll give you the Celtics. So I'm, I'm taking the I'll Wizards. I'll take that. I'll take that. Formerly known as the Bullets. The Bullets, yes. The Wiz Kids, as they're called right now. <laughs> um, but that, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll gladly take a dub there. No, just um, helping the brother out. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the next game we got is Cavs at Hawks. The Cavs are one-point favorite on the road. Like you said, the Cavs are clinching the playoffs, and they're in the race for the Sixers with the East seed, third seed now. Um, so I think the I think the Cavs get the dub. One point seems pretty low. The Hawks are kind of a questionable team, so I'll gladly take the Cavs. For sure. That's a good pick. And next we have Heat at the Raptors. The Raptors are favorited three and a half. The Heat had a bad loss the other day to the, some team. I think it was Spurs or something. Yeah, but, probably. Well, Udonis Haslam yes, was upset. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Haslam, the 20-year vet, <laughs> was upset. So I think I'll, I'll take the Raptors. I think they got it. We the North. It was the Magic. The Magic. Lost it. The okay. bad team. Yeah, another bad team. Yeah. But I'll take I'll take the Raptors at three and a half. That's a good pick. I, I like that. And um, The Raptors, Toronto's a hard place to go playing on the road. Um, the Heat are used to the nice warm weather, the party town, so I like that pick a lot. Um, the next up is the Hornets at Thunder. The Thunder are 10.5-point favorites. The Hornets coming out with some big dubs against the Mavs, like you talked about earlier, but the Thunder at home, they're fighting for a playing seed. They're pretty hot. Um, I think I'm going to take the Thunder. I like, I like that. I like that one, too. Next, we have the Magic at the Grizzlies. It's a hard place to win in Memphis, let me tell you. And they're favorited seven points. So I think I'm my gonna, city. I think I'll take the Grizzlies, even though I'll, you know, despite my biases and, you know, dislikes of the Grizzlies, I'll, yep. I'll take them. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, I think the Grizzlies are heating up at the right time right now. They're trying to make a push for a higher seed. Um, so I like that pick a lot. But I've learned don't bet against the Magic. The Magic are a sneaky team. They'll upset some people or at least make it close. That's true. So we'll uh, see. Okay, I, I get to maybe return the favor here. Pelicans at Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors are minus 8.5 point favorites at home. The Warriors always went at home, except for the Timberwolves game, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we'll just put um, that away. <laughs> Dana didn't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, I'll be nice. I'll give you the Warriors. I'll take the Pelicans there. Hey, there we go. I mean, it's a big spread, eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. CJ McCollum keep it close. He could, he could. And Ingram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no Wiggins guarding him, so I, I mean, GP two can try, but yeah, exactly. But so. uh, he's like what two feet taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> but. So. Okay, thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> See, it goes both ways. We're being nice today. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so, going to get that dub. I need to get the 10 wins. We'll see. We'll see. So we have uh, four, five, six games. So we could, could, could go 3-3 three, three draw. Who knows? Yeah. So I guess that's going to do it for our betting, uh, for our podcast. Yeah, we talked about a lot of things going on in the league. You know, we're wrapping up to the, the end. have like two weeks left. Final four, March Madness is next week, and then we have yep. the championship a couple days after. Crazy brackets, by the way. I don't think anyone really predicted outside of UConn, maybe. So it should be a fun time. Uh, go FCAU. Go the Owls. Going for woo, the upset. Woo. They went from a uh, re- team that people really liked to when they beat FDU, but everyone hated them, and now they're back to people liking them. So For sure. Let's go for some upsets. They're a good team. And I will be rooting for the Miami team as well. I always see that coach there. I forget his name, but I feel like he deserves some credit there. Yeah, he does. He's done a really good job. All the coaches have done a great job. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you're a what, five, six seed making it to the Final Four, a lot of it has to do with coaching and get the players to like lock in and focus. For sure. So, yeah, my picks are you know, the Owls and, and the Hurricanes. So hopefully we can see that come to be, fruition. be a fun matchup. But with the way things are going with my brackets, probably <laughs> won't happen. Yeah, it, it was a brutal year for brackets, but I think we all knew that going in. So it's just fun to watch. That's why they call it March Madness, right? Yes, sir. But that's going to do it for us on Four Wins in June. We'll see you on Friday.